Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Opal Mocha, featuring Opal's iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal Pure Panel, and a choice of petrol, diesel or fully electric. The new Opal Mocha is less normal, more Mocha. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Midweek Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this gorgeous day. Yes, it's uh, going to brighten up in the afternoon and be lovely by evening time and it's really warm. Enjoy it while it lasts. Welcome to the show. We have a few giveaways for you this afternoon as well and uh, don't forget the uh, number you need, 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text me when I give you the details. Lots of chat, music and of course my soundtrack to come over the next couple of hours but we begin today I'm sure many people remembers it well their heyday was the 60s and into the 70s I'm talking about the show band era and there's a wonderful exhibition has opened today in Navin Library and it's on today tomorrow and Friday and it is free and the man behind the wonderful collection joins me on the line now he's from Enniskillen Philip Darcy welcome to the show Hi, it's actually Shirley uh, from the library. First of all, I'd like to introduce Philip to you now in a moment. Oh, oh Shirley, well, well, hold on. My God, that's the first time I said hello to a Philip and a Shirley <laughs> <laughs> said hello back to me. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, Shirley Ward, uh, welcome to Late Lunch. Tell us about the exhibition. Go on. Hi, Jerry. First of all, thanks very much for having us. Um, yeah, we have Philip Darcy here. Philip is from Enniskillen and he has a fabulous exhibition here in Navin. It's uh, memorabilia from the show bands and there's any amount of it. And it's a free event here in Navin and we were welcoming everybody here to come in and have a look and um, have a good, um, there's such a good collection of it. Um, so uh, basically Philip approached us a couple of years back before COVID and asked us would we be interested in having the exhibition and of course we would because we have our own posters and our own bits and pieces here in our own archives and we just said absolutely come on and of course COVID hit. So that put a bit of a kibosh on things and then he got back in touch and earlier in the year and we organised the event and here we are. So he's been in since morning and we're all set up here and ready to go. Great stuff, and it is free, as I say, and it's open. Open what hours from when until when? Well, today we're open till five o'clock. Yeah. And tomorrow we're open on the late night from ten a.m. until nine thirty, straight through, no closing for lunch. And on Friday from ten o'clock till five p.m. as well. So Lovely. just for the three days. So the late night tomorrow night as well is a great. If you can't get in um, in work hours, we're open right through till half eight. Great stuff. Put me onto yeah. the man himself there, will you? Here he comes, Philip. No bother. Thanks, Thank you. Jerry. Thanks a million. Thanks, uh, Shirley. Hello, Hello, Philip. Hello, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thanks very much for joining me on the show. I know this is an incredible collection. How many exhibitions have you done now? Are you over 50? I'm over 50, yes. From the top of Donegal to Galway and Mayo, uh, I've been... Ve- sort of a hobby when I retired I went out of full, full chocolate if you know what I mean yes I'm seven years of age and that's a great pastime for me it surely is how did this all began take us right back at what age did you become interested uh, I, I became interested maybe at 10 uh, and in this killing I lived beside a show band called Pat McGeegan and the Skyrocker show band yes Pat represented Ireland in the Eurovision he and did. came forth 
So I used to do messages for the for the mother of the band leader, and she used to give me the cards, and, and then I used to write the show bands, and uh, it built up my collection. Then a, a local promoter uh, in an Australian gave me a load of stuff, and a gentleman in Galway. People have been very helpful and kind, you know. Mm. And uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's a history, you know, and. Um, I've got. I've made lots of friends over of the years doing it. You know. Yeah, and when you when you think about the number of show bands you feature, what are you at? More, I think it's more than two hundred. Is it featured in I your have collection? Two hundred and eighty different show bands. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that must cover the the the, the whole era. Oh, uh, right back to the nineteen sixty four. I started. There you go. And I have loads of books. Now, I haven't brought the books to, to Navan this yeah. time because that would be quite heavy on the car. Yeah. Uh, I, I, left, I regret the irritation. I left in the still in this morning at, at, at half six, and I was here at half eight. So Good. It's, it's a great love uh, and interest that yes. I have. You know, and my son helps me along the way. He's a young man of 24. He's, he's a nurse now in Oma, and uh, he, he's a great help. He does all the... The, uh, the technical side of for me. Good on you. And talking about the technical side, I know COVID was a difficult time and you couldn't actually exhibit, but you were uh, alive and well on Facebook. Yes, I, I put I put a hundred a hundred set a hundred songs of uh, of di- a different artist every song. You had, and you yeah. you gathered a huge following online. Yes, and uh, I'd say two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, 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 just shows you the interest there is in this, doesn't One it? of them was Joe Cuddy. 8,000 in a week. Oh, my, oh, my. 250,000 people, a quarter of a million yeah. uh, following the, this great man. Look, when you think of the era and, and the time it was, I, I suppose for people today who never experienced it, it was exhilarating, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, because there's no telephones. There was, there was no uh, no drinking in the barrooms. There could be minors and crisps and biscuits. You know, it was all clean living, as the man would say. <laughs> <laughs> but people had a great interest to follow different bands. Yes. You know, if you, if you like the band, you, you go from, from Cork, Cork to Kerry, right up, up, up to Galway. You know, the, yes. the Royal, the Clipper Carton, the Skyrockers, Dean and the Gents, uh, you know, and they, uh, you know, they're very, some of them were very talented show bands. Oh, sure, the uh, abilities they had was unbelievable and packing out these halls night after night. You mentioned yeah. something there. You know, when you look at Ireland, we are a small Ireland, island, but there's a good distance if you're going from Cork, say, up to anywhere in Ulster or wherever. But oh, people yeah. travelled those distances even though the roads were shocking, didn't they? Yeah, but uh, uh, the problem now is the petrol. Uh, the petrol so dear, you'll not be travelling yes. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 coming back to that, when you think of the road infrastructure we have today, people travel massive distances to follow their bands, as you said, regardless of the difficulty it imposed on them. Yeah, and especially in bad weather yeah. and bad bad signage. Yeah, and then when you got to a hall, it was a block hall. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just a basic old square room, yes. and uh, the men stood on one side, and the women stood on the other. Mm. <laughs> you, you, could go, you could go home disappointed. <laughs> I don't think many go home disappointed today, but we leave that one aside because that's for today. Tell me this, um, Ulster, was Ulster particularly strong when it came to the show oh, bands? Oh yeah, the, the, the Gary show bands and, and Tyrone would be, would be very strong show band areas. Mm. Very strong. Yeah, and uh, you, you, the other thing, you know, when you talk about the north of Ireland and that, something's been on my mind to ask you when, when, when we were talking. Were dances cross-community? Yes, yes, they were. Yes, indeed, they were. Mm. We had a local uh, dance hall in the still in the Silver Sangle, and it, uh, it was definitely cross-community. Definitely. There you go. You know, and that yeah. was it. That was something else, you know what I mean, for, for its time and that as well. We, you know, you hear a lot about now the, the separation, which, which we need to get over, you know what I mean, and bring yeah. people together again. So the, the yeah. dance, yeah. the showbands did that. Yeah, yeah, and a friend of mine actually this week is 50 years married and he met his his future wife in the Silver Sandal Ballroom in Nunnaskillen. There you go, there you go. What about the Miami tragedy? 
Very sad. And then uh, your man out of the, Tom Gumpy out of the Royal Show van. Yes. He, he, he died the same week in a car crash in, in Carrick and Shannon. That's Fantastic right. singer. Mm. You, know. you danced, I take it, yourself and enjoyed I did, them. I did, I did, uh, as I grew older, I, yes, I danced in the carnivals and the ballrooms. And I also followed a local Donegal show band. I used to do, I used to do a uh, secretary, uh, and I used to help the manager. We used to go around the venues trying to get dates for the, for the, for the band. Yeah, and that couldn't have been easy. You mentioned because like communications were primitive. You know, trying to book a venue, organise things. How did that yeah. work? A local promoter told me uh, he he went down to the red box phones in Enniskillen, and he could buy the coins, and he booked the odd cards. In Anniskillen, and the boy wrong. He says, "I'll have them called book through to you in half an hour. You come back to the phone, the phone booth, and you can uh, organise organise your 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 uh, contacts uh, north and south." There you go. So the other I got loose money. <laughs> no, no mobiles. <laughs> no. <laughs> How did it work? How did it work so well, Philip? Uh, friendship. Yeah. Yeah, because the promoter was able to, he knew one of, one of the sky rockers actually worked in the telephone exchange part time. And it's, it's, it's friends you meet and it's friends you have for life in, mm. in, in the music. Mm. Sure. Bitterness, genuine friendship. Yes. And cross community. That is great to hear. The new spotlight, I'm sure you remember it. Yes, I have some here. Have uh, you? One or two. I have about a, uh, maybe 50, 50 news spotlights and entertainment news and musical musical set. <laughs> it's all there to be seen. In in your in your book, and you follow them and you collect as well. If you were to say who for you, I know you follow that band, but who for you, or do you think you know were top of the pops? Who 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 was oh, the? You have, you have to it have to be the Royal Show Band, uh, Joe Dolan and Drifters. Fantastic brass, yes, fantastic brass. Mm. A country singer Brian Cole and the late Johnny uh, Johnny Lockery from Newtown Stewart. He was a fantastic singer too. And we have a great friend in Cork, Tony Stevens, yes. lovely singer, yes. absolutely lovely. The the era was, they say, late fifties, sixties, the heydays into the seventies, yeah. and then it died off as the seventies yeah. went on. Um, when you reminisce and think back, and and it's just not a thing today. And you look at the country music scene today, how yeah. vibrant that is in Ireland. Does does that ever, you know, do you ever think about that? That would there be an appetite for the return of a show band or something like that? Or do you think it's over forever? I think it's over because it's all being held now in hotels. Yes. It's all, it's all, uh, it's, it's the main players that are, that are getting the crowds to the dances. Yes. Yes. You know. It's not as off the cuff as it was and dance yeah. halls in every town and village as there was in, right. in, in the, in the day. Um, Oh my God! It's it, it's great to talk to you and catch up with you today. You must be very proud of of what you've collected and the, the reaction you get. Obviously, it's very warm. Oh, it is. It is. I because uh, uh, I was kind of locking my friends that I'm back on the road again. I said, oh yeah, oh that's great. You know, and uh, I'm in Mullingar now in the first week of, of uh, August, and that's the Flazo. And so I'm hoping you know people from all from all over Ireland will, will come to see the exhibition oh they will the flower will attract I'm such a, a one crowd. man band as such <laughs> from son, have you anything in the collection you know uh, people are, are great for collecting look at the collection you have have you so, some things that you'd regard as valuable that collectors would desire oh yes I have a, I, I have a I have a poster of the Miami show band it, and it cost one and six and I've actually got to free him, gone to a free him. Mm. And I've uh, uh, Irene Regan, the cadets, and a big poster. A couple of different posters. Yes. Uh, uh, never to be got again. So those there is a, a real value in. Would you ever part with them? No. Oh, <laughs> definitely not. No matter what the price. No matter what the price, Philip. No, 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 no the price is never right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there anything that you know uh, you'd say thinking uh, on your feet there today that you'd like to get or somebody else might have or that you're seeking or do you feel you've <laughs> well at times I buy uh, on eBay I bought a show band with a week yard several of them you know that I wouldn't have you know mm. there's bands I wouldn't have the like the like of Tony Stevens from Cork or the, the, 
there's always new old photographs comes up. Okay. And you're always keeping an eye out for that type of stuff, yeah. are you? But you hear so many people saying, oh, when we moved house, that was in that, <laughs> that went to the dump. <laughs> that must drive you ballistic. <laughs> One man, uh, it would drive me definitely ballistic. Yeah, yeah, when you feel that, you know, something that could have added so much is actually gone. I I, I can understand how you feel. So you, A, a, a man from from Mayo came in to me in the Galway Bay Hotel and he gave me 80, 80 photographs. And he gave me uh, two new spotlight annuals in 1967. Right. Uh, and I, I would treasure them to me day and day. There you go. And he just gave them to you free gratis. Free gratis, yes. Isn't yeah. it just lovely to hear of that kindness? Now, with the name Darcy, are you related to himself? I am indeed. First cousin. Are you? Good man. Yes, I am. Good it's man. <laughs> Absolutely, for we're, sure. We're either on the radio or on the television. <laughs> One or the other. Well, listen, you're great and long may your love continue and may you yeah. take that exhibition round the country. But just to remind everybody, Navin Library today, tomorrow and Friday, late night tomorrow, it's free. Here's your opportunity in the North East to go along and enjoy. I wish you well and thank you for joining me on the show today, I, Philip. Can I thank the local library here, yes, Shirley, in yes. particular for bringing me to, to Navan. Yes, you're so very welcome. Okay. Ah, they're great people there. They really are. Oh, Thank you, are. Philip. 100%. Have a good time. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Philip Darcy there. That exhibition on in County Mead at the moment. Dentist Deirdre Dwyer is joining us after two o'clock on late lunch today. I mentioned to Philip when I was speaking to him there how vibrant the country music scene is. And with that in mind, I have a pair of tickets to give away now on late lunch to the Monalty Country Music Festival. It's on this Sunday. It's a full day of country music. And my, oh my, what a lineup! Nathan Carter, Mike Denver, Robert Mizell, Matt Levy, and so on. Pair of tickets to give away to one of you 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text. The question is this In which US state was Robert Mizell born? In which US state was Robert Mizell born, one of the stars of the Minalti? Country Music Festival coming your way this weekend. Louise, how are you? Are you, are you, are you right? I feel like I'm a boxer dog. I'm dribbling at half half the side of my mouth. I thought I was in Love Island when you walked in um, today. More like and, Angelina and, Jolie gone wrong. And, and the pouting lips. <laughs> You'd a bit of dental work done, hadn't you? You had. It's I a did. terror when you get the the. Uh, yeah, your your lips feel like jelly, and, and you keep biting into them. Don't <laughs> either. It's a devil. Sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't even have you on yapping at all today. You should be taking a little rest there. I know the feeling. You know when you come out from the dentist and you can't. Mm, and that's true. Like jelly. Oh, it's, what must it be like to get? Uh, the, the lip jobs done like that mm. you might feel like it must feel like that permanently you'd, do you you'd, you'd kind of have to feel like it for a while wouldn't yeah, you yeah I wonder would. what it's like yeah I don't think I'd like it no if, if, if the jab from the dentist is anything to go by no thank you while we're on the music theme Glastonbury is back. The gates open this morning to Glastonbury. Three years. They normally take a fallow year every so many years. You know what, Glastonbury, Mm. they don't have an event to let the area and land recover. Well, they won't be taking it for a while because there's been no Glastonbury for three years. But it's back again, again this weekend. Gates open today. People were queuing since yesterday and it's the 50th Glastonbury (gasps) Festival. Did Kylie play the last time? She she did. I, I'm not sure whether it was the last time, but she was a recent uh, star on the the main stage there. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney this time round oh. is 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 the big the big attraction. Oh, there's on loads his more on his 80th. He's yeah. uh, headlining Glastonbury. Isn't that wonderful to to consider that mm. that 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 he actually is? You know, uh, we are watching the island. By the way, just just a little in the side. We are watching it. <laughs> I, I watched most of it. Two yeah. two gone. Two yeah. gone. The the ones we kind of knew were going. Your prediction went. yesterday. Yeah. 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 Spot on. You see, you it know your stuff. Left it too easy for the other two to get together. Did it? Yeah. I think you didn't so. think they'd do that, actually, did you? No. You thought I they might leave something in some yeah, of them in there to yeah, just yeah, yeah make it a bit of spice. Yeah. You see, you're 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 a fan. You've watched it many years before. I'm a newbie. I don't know what it's all. I'm just you know. Do you watch it? 
I, I watched. I, I I I I saw the actual ejection of of the the two of them. I did, but I was busy. Otherwise, I just caught a glimpse of that, but I didn't see any more of it. To be honest with you, uh, and I might struggle this evening, but I'll be back again. Don't worry, I'll be back on the island. You can keep me posted now. We'll reverse the roles for a couple <laughs> couple of days. <laughs> I shall send any of the text. <laughs> you did. She did I last did, night. I did. Beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> and Fair you said, "Don't you. tell me. Don't Fair tell me. I'll watch it later." Yeah, yeah, and that's what I had to do, and I caught up with it later on, and. Uh, saw what happened ask you a question when have you last been to your dentist I was just sitting here thinking ahead of my next guest and I have to say I need to go myself I was due to go to the hygienist and for a checkup, and I just knocked it on the head and pushed it back between one thing or the other but I'm certainly due to go myself but what about yourself you know I have to say it's very important oral hygiene but we're going to talk about it for the next while with Dr Deirdre O'Dwyer from Bruce Hill Dental in Navin hello Deirdre Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Am I typical? Are you noticing this, that people have put it on the long finger? We are absolutely noticing that. That, um, you know, people emerging post-COVID, that during COVID, people put off, off their routine checkups. And then now patients are tend to present with things just a little bit further delayed and with things that have progressed a bit more than if they had attended for the routine checkup. So it's, while it was a very sensible thing to do, you know, in the height of COVID, I suppose what we're trying to do is encourage our patients to get back into that routine of attending for their checkups because we want to try and catch things, say, at an early stage. So Patients who come in for their checkups, sometimes they just need really good oral hygiene advice to help them to tweak things that they can do the best for themselves to maintain their teeth as, as good as they are, you know. Um, whereas, you know, when people were kind of not attending for their routine checkups, then they were coming in, maybe something had broken, something had cracked, and it's just if we'd got something at an earlier stage yes. that we could have prevented it getting to the point where it needs active management as such. You know? So that's the first point to make here today, and we're all devils for doing it. So you know it yourself. When, when totally. we're fine and we don't have the ache and everything's going well, we tend that's to stay right. away. And then when there's a crisis, you get the pain, you're, you're giving out yards, the dentist won't see me. I know, I know. Look, we all go, most people, I think, do go through a phase in their life where, you know, life is busy, other things take over, um, and then maybe something happens that you break something or something is sensitive, and then you say, right, I won't let that happen again, and I'll make sure I come in for my six months going forward. And I find that, I find our best patients that are brilliant at coming in every six months are most of the times patients that at some point let things go a little bit and then found the courage to come back in and got back into the routine of it and now they know right I won't let that go again because it's so much easier and less complicated to get things at an early stage right you know, and things are more predictable as well. You yes. know, it's a much more predictable outcome when we catch things at an early so. stage. And another very important thing is, um, like most adults in Ireland are entitled to an examination under their PRSI. Yes. So it would entitle them to an exam and into oral x-rays. Yeah, and, and that, that is a very good point to make because, you know, people yeah. will say at the minute, you know, how tight things are with the way That's prices right. are going up and everything. And, and, you know, they say, oh, look, it's too dear. I, I won't bother. Yes. Yes, with the with inflation, with the increase in cost and utility bills, we can absolutely understand how people say, oh, I'll just give that a miss. But if you know your PSI number, you can ring your own local dentist and find out they can check on your behalf or you can check yourself, I'm sure. But you're, certainly your dentist can check on, uh, on your behalf to see if you're entitled to a free exam with your PSI. And a very important part of that exam, certainly here, and I would imagine for most practices, is we do an or- intraoral cancer screening for all patients that come into us for a checkup, no matter what their age, anything about them, we always do an oral cancer screening because what I found, now I set up a practice in Avon over 20 years ago and I've had maybe six to eight uh, cases of oral cancer and every single one of them were patients who attended for routine checkups. Nobody came in to me saying, I have a lump, I have a bump, I'm worried about this. So it's a very, very, what we don't want is collateral damage where uh, patients have put off their checkup and then things like that are being missed. Will all dentists do what you do and offer that as a a matter of course or should you ask for this? 
I would imagine most patients would do it. Um, and certainly if your patient doesn't mention that they've done oral cancer screening, I would certainly say while you're in there, we have the light, we have the mirror, we have the instrument. We're looking into mouths all day, every day. We're ideally placed to be doing oral cancer screenings on our patients. And it's a great opportunity. It's no extra cost to the patient, but it's peace of mind for everybody. Mm. Now, here's the thing that maybe a lot of people don't realise because the old gob and the teeth and everything Everything associated with the mouth area. It is a crucial part of overall health, isn't it? It absolutely is. Like when you think that your mouth is where most farm body or food and bacteria enter your body is through your mouth. So what you want is you want your mouth to have the best possible defence. You want it to be as healthy as possible, as clean as possible. If you're coming in for your checkup, if you can, if you need to have a cleaning done, that that reduces the bacterial load in your mouth. And that just leaves your mouth as healthy as possible. And of course, there's many diseases that, um, you know, are reflected in the mouth. You know, so certain patients that would come in with, we'd always go through their medical history and then we know, right, what are we what is this patient at risk of as part of their medical history? Because obviously the mouth is only part of the overall uh, patient. And we like to take a holistic approach. And certain things like, um, you know, I have patients that would come in that would have, say, particular autoimmune conditions like um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And I would say, mm, if their mouth is a bit dry, I would ask if their eyes are a bit dry. And then that's something you can't afford to leave. If somebody has dry eyes, it's very important that that gets investigated. So it's looking at the patient it's from a holistic perspective and the mouth as part of the body and very much a, a functioning part of the body and reflective of, of the general health of the body as well. So it's just us being able to empower our patients with oral hygiene instruction as well as you know, looking mm. at everything else, looking at the medical history and empower them to be as healthy as possible going forward. Is it the aim always of a dentist where at all possible to save a tooth rather than extract it? Yes, it's very rare that we would, like nothing is as good as what nature gives you. You know, it's very rare that we look at a tooth and say, right, you know, uh, uh, extraction is the best option here. It's really only as a last resort that we would say, right, like something like an implant is a brilliant option. It's a fantastic tool to have in your kit, but it's still not as good as what nature gives you. So if we can mind and keep what nature gives us as good as possible for as long as possible, that's really what we want. We're looking at our elderly patients to say we want these patients to have dental health, to have comfort eating, that they uh, comfort in eating rather than comfort eating, yes. that they can um, you know, maintain their nutrition and maintain their general health you know, as they get older. So it is definitely trying to keep as many functioning teeth as possible that are healthy and that they can maintain themselves. Now, root canals, I've been uh, the recipient of a couple. I, I know what they're about and, and they take a lot of time, etc., to to have them uh, done. Uh, fillings, of course, God, if you saw me, Gob, you wouldn't, you'd probably shut me mouth. You'd never look into it, to be honest with you. But anyway, no, that's because, that. no, 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 I, I'm serious. That's because of all the sweets I thought were doing me good when I was a little fella and I probably didn't brush enough but anyway that's historical but seriously on fillings and root canals if you are you know a regular six month checkup person and you're with your dentist and you build that relationship is there ever is there really um, uh, a viable possibility that you may never have to go down that route if you're getting these regular checks well, that's exactly it. And one thing in dentistry is it is very much a case of a stitch in time saves nine. So if a patient comes in and they've damaged, so there's three layers of tooth. There's the enamel, there's the dentine, there's the pulse. If we, uh, a patient comes in, they decay in enamel, we can put fluoride on that. We can get them to use fluoride toothpaste, tell them not to rinse that away after brushing, leave the fluoride on the enamel. And that might never progress to the point it needs to be filled. Once it progresses into the inner layer, which is dentine, at that point it'll need to be filled. But the deeper it is, the closer it is to the nerve. So the earlier we catch that and treat it, then the less likelihood of damage to the nerve. If damage to the nerve or irritation to the nerve can be reversible or irreversible, the earlier it's caught, the more likely it is the nerve will resolve and everything will settle down but if it's irreversible it's not going to settle and then your only two options at that point are a root treatment or an extraction mm. so again it brings us back to if you're coming in regularly for checkups that if we can catch things at an early stage they're far less complicated they're far less expensive and they are much more um, you know their prognosis is much more uh, you know secure where we say right that's a really good chance of working here whereas the more extensive the job is on a tooth the more complicated things are
In terms of the 20 years you've been there, has Irish people's dental hygiene improved or where do we stand today? Hugely so, hugely so, hugely so. I think patients nowadays, they're far more aware of the role that their own oral hygiene plays. So, which is just a wonderful relationship to have with a patient where a relationship to have with a patient where they're coming in, they know that they have their little work to do, they have their work to do when they go home. And actually, maintaining your dentition is mostly up to yourself. It's your day-to-day cleaning, your interdental cleaning your, with your floss, your interdental brushes, nice jet, soft brushing, um, trying to keep the gums nice and healthy it's your day-to-day maintenance is really over this over your lifetime that'll dictate how long you get out of your teeth and if we can have that support role where patients coming in and we're saying oh a little bit more here a little bit more care there maybe just watch this spot here that if we can empower them to maintain them really well at home that that really is a wonderful place to be with our patients as opposed to initially when I would have started out in the 90s um, it would have been far more people coming in with a problem. I and mean, it was like we were fixing, it was like putting a finger in the dam where mm. we were fixing a problem, but everything else then in the mouth would be left to wait until something else was, was problematic or symptomatic. And then, of course, it's more extensive a job if it's left for longer. So it's wonderful to have the situation where we can with patients coming in for their routine checkups and us being able to say, look, before that gets any worse, this is the advice I'd have to you. And it might never, I patients coming in to me and I'm monitoring the same teeth for 20 years and they've never actually needed active intervention and that's just fantastic because that's the patient minding them at home and just us giving them a bit of support a bit of guidance and and helping them through that i have to throw this in even though i have shivers in my spine even before i mention it how important is it to visit the hygienist well, it's certainly the idea with the hygienist or even some dentists do the hygiene treatments. Again, it's just keeping the teeth as clean as possible, which keeps the gums as healthy as possible. And if you can have your gums as healthy as possible, your teeth as healthy as, as possible, that hugely reduces your risk of decay and hugely reduces your risk of gum disease or periodontal disease. So periodontal disease affects almost half the adult population um, over the age of 30. So what you want to do is keep the teeth and the gums as healthy as possible by getting them cleaned regularly. So really what happens is initially plaque is on your teeth, it's soft, um, and once you brush away with your toothbrush and your interdental brushes or your flask, then that's it, gone. But if any of that plaque remains mm. over the course of a few days, it'll harden, it'll form tartar, and once it forms tartar, you cannot remove that tartar yourself. Okay. So really the job of your hygienist or your dentist is to remove all that tartar, get everything spotless, allow the gum inflammation to resolve, allow the gums to be as healthy as possible, and um, return the patients then to, to full oral health. I, I'm laughing. Will you ask them to go a little easier, please, on us? Because if you're ever having a conversation <laughs> about the dentist, the hygienist never goes, oh, no. You know what? You, I'm sure you get this yourself. You understand what I'm saying? I do, I do. Well, so what I have, what we do in our practice, what we've always done, so we always say to patients, if you want me to stop, you raise your hand. Is there something you don't particularly, you, you really don't like? Mm. And if there's something they don't like, we try to minimise the use of that or distract them with other techniques. And it's all really down to communication for a patient to feel comfortable coming in and saying, right, this is where, this is what I struggle with. And then, of course, our job is to make them as comfortable as possible and to work around that. So it's all about dialogue. It's all about knowing when you come in, we we're here to help you. We are delighted to support you in any way we can. And we're there to listen to you. Everybody's different. And what one person won't like, another person won't even notice. Do you know, mm. So it's often little things we can tweak that make a huge difference to a patient. And it's just taking the time, building that relationship up with your patient and getting to that point where we can say, right, we can do this. We can make it as comfortable as possible and know that they're happy then to come back in six months or whatever. And again, that's coming back to the, the regular checkups. If you're getting your teeth cleaned regularly, the tartar isn't really getting as much of an opportunity to build up yeah. below the gum. So it tends to be far more comfortable, uh, you know, with regular cleanings rather than I'll put it off because it's not comfortable and then it's a big job when it's two or three years down the line, you know. Okay, just before we finish, uh, hereditary issues around, you know, uh, dental care. Is it something like gum disease? Is that hereditary or is that a misnomer? Is it up to, as you say, you and I and everybody to look after our own teeth and you won't suffer from gum disease? 
Yeah, so there is definitely a, a, a very significant hereditary element to periodontal disease, without a doubt. And I would see it here now, obviously, with being so long established, uh, you know, where I treat the parents and now I'm treating the grandchildren and maybe even little grandchildren coming through. And we would see the same thing. Obviously, under GDPR, you can't say too much, but I always just say, oh, go back to your family and see. Mm. If anyone has gum disease, it does tend to run in families. But what you don't want to do is minimise the um, the impact good oral hygiene that patient can have in changing yes. the outcome for them. So where it's maybe a generation or two ago, people would have lost teeth through gum disease. Now, yes, people do lose teeth through gum disease, but they're also managing to maintain them for decades longer than what their parents or grandparents would have done. So I, I always say, yes, there is that hereditary issue, uh, you know, as in it's not like it's your fault and you're doing something wrong, but there's so much that, that people can do to maintain their teeth, to maintain their periodontal health. And even if you are somebody who's at risk and has family history of, of periodontal disease, there's a lot you can do to stabilise your periodontal condition. And really, while you might have that risk, the idea would be that you will try to maintain things as good as possible for as long as possible. And again, it comes back to trying to keep your own teeth as long as you can mm. in your head, as healthy as possible, so you can enjoy your food and you can enjoy nutrition. And that, as I said, the rest of your body, that it's just, it, it, has, it reflects on the rest of your body then too, to have a healthy mouth. Terrific. Uh, you're great. I'll be back to you, I promise. So much to uh, consider. I was going to say chew on today. Once you have your teeth, you can chew away. Of course you can. Anyway, Deirdre, you're fantastic. I will be back to you because there's other aspects of this I'd like to uh, chat to you about, if that's okay. But thank you so much. You too. You too. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Deirdre O'Dwyer there from Bruce Hill Dental in Navin. Joan Osborne, one of us. She's hardly related to Ozzy with a song like that. <laughs> You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Isn't it horrendous to contemplate that two people would lie dead in a house in Ireland for what? Months? 18 months. 18 months, I think. 18? 18 months. A year and a half. That's what they believe, so yeah. Isn't that just unimaginable? It's horrendous that they were invisible. Basically, they were invisible. Mm. They mustn't have any family. Nephews, nieces, cousins. Nobody Nobody thought to check on them in 18 months. And the rest of the country was... Saying, oh, check on your neighbours and bringing cakes here and there and going shopping for and these this two people. That's so true. That's such a valid point you make there mm. that we were asked to check and at COVID times and everything. Mm. They were, I believe they came to live there from England. They're living quite a number of years. But I did hear the local publican, who's also a councillor, saying last night, they did. They never engaged with anybody. They they were never, they were you know, private. yet they were so private. They never really engaged with neighbours. Uh, you know, they never went for a jar in the local pub, anything like that. And I think they did tell somebody that they were moving. That's back. right. They did say that. That's right. They did say that. They said they were moving mm-hmm. back. But I mean, if you had neighbours, and I know they are remote, so the neighbours are nearest neighbours are still a bit away. Mm. But. Their cars were parked outside the house. There was no for sale sign, no nothing. Would yeah. you not wonder about that? Like you know, R- round the back of the house, the cars were etc. But just nobody, and it took so long for somebody to say, "Hey, must have a check on those people." There, mm-hmm. shocking, really, really shocking. I Very have to say, and sad. Yeah, really, really sad. And it's going to take a while for identification, and they're going to try and check bills etc. to see. Wonder uh, what happened to them as yeah, well. Yeah, I wonder yet that the pair of them died. Yes, in, indeed. Watch. Uh, We'll be watching with interest to see what emerges there. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, the neonatal unit at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital have been acknowledged for something really special and we're going to talk about it next. Good news, a multidisciplinary team working in the neonatal intensive care unit at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda have won a major Irish healthcare centre award and we're going to talk about it and what goes on there for the next while. I'm delighted to welcome to the show Deirdre Brad. Adley, who's a speech and language therapist, and Maura Daly, who's a clinical skills facilitator. Welcome to Late Lunch, ladies. Thank you for having Hi. us, Terry. Ah, you're Hi, great George. to join me. Uh, Deirdre, if I could start with yourself. Yep. Tell us first about the project, what the project entailed. 
So this project is working with our really early babies here in the neonatal intensive care. So babies born before 34 weeks. Um, We know these babies are most at risk um, in terms of developing their feeding skills. So this project um, was a quality improvement project which we undertook um, to start um, giving this new intervention, which basically is um, injecting breast milk um, into the baby's uh, mouth within six hours of life. And, And we know this has huge benefits for their immune system, for their gut and for getting them home um, earlier and feeding better. So it was, it was a novel idea um, that we've become aware of um, and we undertook over the last two years to start implementing in our unit um, with some great success. So you would be able to benchmark it against, say, previous years or when this uh, wasn't part of the way you operate there and you can see a, a huge difference. Absolutely. So we looked back to prior, as you say, we looked back in 2018 where this intervention wasn't in place and we were able to benchmark when we started to implement it with great support from parents and from staff um, and, and see huge benefits. So we, on average, our babies started going home um, a week earlier than before this intervention and were feeding quicker. And obviously, you know, our priority is getting babies well and home with their mums and dads as quickly as possible. So um, very exciting times here in the unit and we were, we were delighted to see the positive results um, of our project so far. And it is a multidisciplinary team. Great credit is due to a lot of people. Absolutely. And um, this project is reliant on a huge amount of buy-in. Um, our, our key partners are the parents of the babies, um, but our, our antenatal midwives, those in the labour ward, postnatal midwives, nursing, dietetics, lactation, our doctors, hospital management. There's a huge host of people in the environment here all working behind the scenes to make this intervention happen. And we're, we're hugely grateful for everybody who came on board. Um, this started as an idea, but uh, people really got on board, um, got involved and you know, t- took extra time to, to do things that it's different to how we had done previously. And we're, we're very grateful that everybody has got on board and we continue to grow and, and develop this project. Now, you were up against some big hitters from right round the country. And congratulations, may I say again to you all uh, on your success. W- what was involved in, in, in entering this process? Um, so we've had great mentoring with this project from the um, RCPI um so their, their staff have helped us with the project and, and we worked towards as a quality improvement. So it was suggested to us that we would uh, put it forward to kind of showcase mm. the work and in the hope that this would maybe be an initiative that would take off around the country. Um, so we applied to the Healthcare Centre Awards and we pitched our proposal and we wrote up the project and um, answered questions on it. And we were absolutely delighted to hear we were shortlisted firstly um, to attend the Healthcare Awards. And it, it was a lovely um evening for our team, some of our members to to attend the awards, but we were absolutely <laughs> gobsmacked um, that we won. Um, so we won the category of healthcare initiative in a large teaching hospital. So it was um, a great honour and we're absolutely over the moon um, with the success of the project. Oh, that feeling. I've had it a, a few times. <laughs> I've had the privilege of it in, in, in my uh, field here uh, to yeah. enjoy when your name comes out. <laughs> oh, that's just <laughs> something else, isn't it? Uh, all, all hell breaks loose. I understand that, but it, it, it's a great achievement, I have to say. Let me bring uh, Maura Daly, Clinical Skills Facilitator at the unit, into the conversation. Hello, Maura. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me again on the show. Tell us a bit about the unit there. You know, what goes on? Well, um, the new, it's a neonatal intensive care unit and it's a level two unit here in uh, Drogheda. Um, and we have about 500, or just over 500 admissions every year. And of those, about 350 are preterm babies. So they're babies that are born before 37 weeks. They're born a little bit early. Some are born more early than others. Um, and it's the kind of a unit that people may not know an awful lot about until, unfortunately, their baby is born and needs to come to our unit. And I suppose we can't underestimate the psychological or emotional stress that that brings for parents and indeed the extended family. So this this project is also uh, very beneficial to help relieve stress, improve bonding, because the parents themselves can actually provide the oral cares and obviously the mother is providing the milk and the the colostrum and the breast milk. It's the most important thing that these babies can get and it's it's the thing that only the mother can provide. So we're really anxious that all our parents here when they are in our unit feel part of our team, that we really want to welcome them to our unit 
at what is one of one of the most stressful times of their lives. Mm. And they can really help, you know, care for their babies. You know, some people have said in the past, I've been doing neonatal nursing for many, many years, and I have been told over the past that sometimes parents used to feel that the babies were our, were our babies and not theirs. So things have changed hugely over the years, which is great, and we really want to promote family-centred care and a feeling of trust between the parents and ourselves, confidence, and the fact that parents are caring for their babies, it gives them confidence to bring their baby home. You know, it's, it's just a wonderful experience all around, hopefully for everybody and the staff included. Mm, you know, what you have said there even resonates with me today because my daughter Sarah was married recently. And when I spoke at the wedding, I mentioned when she was born, she spent a month with you there and we came mm. home without her. And the stress of that. I, I, I still remember it today, even though it's uh, back a few years. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it does leave a lasting um, memory. Um, and, you know, today what we really want to focus in on is to make that memory not just quite as stressful as as it was in the past. Yeah. So we encourage mums and dads, you know, to do kangaroo care as well so that they can nurse their baby skin to skin on their chest as soon as possible. Um, mums and dads can give the oral cares. You know, it, it's a it's a completely mm. family involved thing, mm. which which is really important to us. You yes. know, here. Yes, yeah. you mentioned over five hundred in a year, and as you say, you don't realise the unit is there till you have to uh, avail of it. How small? Just for I'm curious now. You know, with your experience. A real smallie. What are you talking about weight-wise that someone yeah, or a little child comes through this whole process and out the other side? You you could be talking about 400, 450 grams, oh, really? you know, which is, you know, yeah. a, a pound of a butter, pound, I suppose. A pound, if you, if, yes. <laughs> um, you know, and um, they have an awful long road ahead of them, um, you know, and it's, it's just so stressful when that happens. But the outcomes now are they days is so much better than it was mm. years ago mm. and when I started nursing years ago you know a baby that size had a really tough road ahead of them but nowadays they still have a tough road ahead of them but the outcomes are much more um, improved but one of the big ways to improve these babies outcomes is to do buccal cares and oral cares with mother's milk it is the best medicine that we can give these babies um, and I got a quote from a mum. I followed a baby's journey through our unit and his mum and dad. And his, the baby was born early. It was born at 30 weeks, so it was 10 weeks early. And he was born because he wasn't growing very well in, inside in, in the womb. And uh, the baby was born and the mum was providing breast milk. And her quote to me was, I couldn't feed him properly when he was inside me, but I, I have fed him properly since he's been born. And that mum went home breastfeeding her baby and it was just wonderful to see. It was a, a great celebration for us all, really. Mm, lovely, lovely that you re- recall that with us this afternoon. Uh, and, you know, you see the pictures at times with all the, the the equipment around them and they're wired up and things like that. But I've also, in the past here in the show, <laughs> uh, met children who were tiny at birth. And when you see them today, it, it's really a miracle, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. They're, they're fighters, you know. Yes. Um, and, um, uh, you know, a, a quote I heard one time was that the babies are actually getting smaller, but the equipment is getting bigger. <laughs> so it is, it is very nerve-wracking uh, when parents come into a unit like ours. Mm. But I suppose what we want to say today is that, you know, we, we, we are here. We do provide a really good service. And this is just a part of the service that we provide. Mm. We're the first unit really to formalize this type of thing in the in the country so we're very very proud of what we've achieved and very proud of our outcomes but um we cannot do this unless the word gets out there and our parents hear about it and our mums know about it and mums once they hear about this project they always you know they will always come on board and they see the benefits of it for the whole family for everybody mm. and especially for their little baby as well so you're leading the way and i take it this now will be adopted in other places across the country well yeah we're, we're 
That's yeah, too, so I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, our plan is to um, roll this out and to support our colleagues in um, other neonatal units. So we're in close contact with um, the MDC teams and other neonatal units around the country and um, happy to share the information and tools because we had great support from um, colleagues in the UK and Europe in terms of doing this project. It was a, it was a brand new field to us, so we had good support that we're really hoping we could share with others really looking towards, as Maura said, improving early intervention for these babies. You know, in the past, as she mentioned, it was, you know, the problems were there and we tried to solve them afterwards. Now it's trying to be very proactive rather than reactive in our approach. We we know the challenges they're going to face, so our aim is to tackle it head on and um, improve outcomes for, for all of these premature babies across the country. You're great, and what you do there is wonderful. Simply, simply wonderful. And uh, as uh, uh, mentioned a moment ago by Maura, the equipment gets uh, bigger and the baby's smaller, and yet uh, they come through and they live full and, and healthy lives. Look again to all of your multidisciplinary team there and to the uh, hospital itself. Congratulations on uh, the success of this project and uh, the winning of the award, and we wish you well. And uh, I hope today our little conversation conversation has helped in raising the awareness of what you do there and uh, to let people know that if they find themselves with a Littley that the best care is available at the neonatal unit at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital. For the moment, more daily clinical skills facilitator and Deirdre Bradley, speech and language therapist. Thank you both for joining me and congratulations again to you all. Jerry, thank, thank you very Jerry. much for this Thanks opportunity. So Not thank at you. all. You're very welcome. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. What a lovely story that is and a really positive story on your late lunch this midweek Wednesday afternoon. What's the survey you mentioned to me a minute ago? There's a survey or something? On a quick one, yeah. Just spotted it here. Yeah. Um, why a crisp is never... One crisp is never enough. Um, Agnes Bouchier-Hayes from Limerick Institute of Technology... <laughs> Carried out an extensive research into all different brands. So you're talking Kyo's, you're talking Clinton's, as well as Tato King and Kettle. Yeah. And she says there are three parts which makes crisps as Moorish as there are. There's the salt flavour burst that hits you in the mouth first. Yeah. Then the fat, that yeah. would be the coating. Yeah. And then there's all the starch because your body craves starch. So you cannot put a bag of crisps down after taking one. You I, have to keep yeah. going. Uh, you know when you offer somebody, will you have a crisp? I never offer anybody a crisp. Yeah, you're no. just greedy. Yes, I am. They're all for me <laughs> and me alone. You hate that. Me. You hate sharing. Oh, listen. You'd, you'd buy somebody a bag, but you wouldn't share I'll give your you, own. I'll give you a six pack of crisps, but leave me with my bag. Don't touch my crisps or you'll lose your fingers for sure. <laughs> and a, a lovely cold glass of Coca-Cola with crisps. Oh my, oh my. I thought my. it was milk. And I love cool milk with them as well. But I'm the exception there, aren't I, when I mention milk and crisps. So cheese and sure. onion, salt and vinegar. Cheese and onion. Cheese and onion all the way. Nothing every else. Smoky bacon. Uh, no, I, I, I'd have a salt and vinegar now and again. I'd like them. But I just think fresh cheese and onion crisps, you can't beat them. And I'm not surprised. When you start one, I'd eat the six pack myself. Late lunch, LMFM radio, news, weather and sport on the way. But taking us there, it's Mr. George Harrison. Stay with us on your late lunch. Now, my soundtrack this week comes from The Yellow Submarine. Yes, the Beatles movie, which was released during the heyday of psychedelic pop culture in the 60s. And that was a big attraction at the box office at the time. The critics simply loved it. While on Rotten Tomatoes, it holds a wonderful approval rating of 95%. Yes, it was critically lauded. Since its release, the movie has been extensively restored for modern media. And listen to this. It was done by hand with 60 specially trained digital artists working frame by frame, a task which took up to eight months to complete. But you know what? It was well worth the enormous effort. The restoration is superb. And for the 50th anniversary, the soundtrack and score were also remixed in surround sound. Uh, where, uh, But Abbey Road, where else was it done? Yeah, where else was it remixed? Only at Abbey Road Studios. So synonymous with the Beatles. And today, from that remix, here's another Beatles classic. Yes, from Yellow Submarine.
Yes, from the movie Yellow Submarine, originally released on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album by the Beatles, written by John Lennon, although McCartney is uh, credited as well. And Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, LSD, the hallucinogenic drug. Was there a connection? Lennon always denied it. He vehemently denied that it was a drug song, but... It's too much of a coincidence, is it really? LSD, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Anyway, I'll leave it with you to ponder today and I'll be back tomorrow with another song and more about Yellow Submarine, the movie. So, what's happening in that big shed in Slane with all those men? We're going to find out next. Lads and boys love their sheds, they do indeed, and there's men's sheds. But there's really nothing like the men's shed out Slane Way. It's massive and we're going to hear about it now from a founding member and secretary, Pat Doyle. Hello, Pat. Hello, Jerry, and thanks for having me along. Not at all. Well, this is a substantial premises you guys occupy. Tell us the story of how it came about. Well, I suppose, just to put life in perspective, Jerry, to begin with, there's about half a million men of 65 on the island of Ireland. Mm. And to provide the support from, for them, there's about 500 men's sheds on the island of Ireland, okay. including 16 in County Meath. Mm. And we're kind of part of that lot. Yes. Now, to get the name right, we're slain and district men's shed. Okay. So we cater for slain, but all the surrounding parishes, more or less from Lobenstown to Screen. But uh, how it came about was, as part of the community forum, way back in uh, 10 years ago, we recognised the need for something for older men. The challenge was to find an area to locate ourselves. So, very fortunately, a new landowner, a landlord, took over the old Slain Industrial Estate, a man called Noel Monaghan. And he gave us an old building to refurbish and, equally importantly, space to add on. Mm. So, a group of us, our lads, spent two years, more (laughs) or less, whole time between uh, up to to 2019 developing this. It was a whole time job for for, for a guy of us. And then, in September 2019, we had our official open by our great pals, Helen McIntyre and Wayne Harding. And, and of course, five months later, the COVID... You were shot! And we've been taken over ever since. Yes, yes. But you have, it is a substantial premises because I just look, you have a woodwork shop, a metal shop, a computer room, a gym, a kitchen and a recreation area. There's tons of space. Yeah, we did a good, well, one of the positives of the delay was that we did a good bit of, we had a good bit of time to plan Mm. and, and put a plan together and put a plan as well to source the funding. So these were all the kind of things that we identified that could be useful in a metal shop. Mm. Or sorry, in a a men's shed, yeah. Right. And and, and you mentioned the numbers nationwide of men of an age and how many sheds there are. You reckon there's what? There's about a thousand uh, men over 65 in your Slane and District area. Yeah. 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 And and that not... And and the, 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 the... What do you call it? The statistics... Uh, support that and that number is actually increasing now a lot of them of course are well active yes. but there's a fair proportion of them have a good bit of spare time on their hands mm. and that's kind of where we come in now how many would you have normally you know availing of the facilities roughly how many do you have yeah well we're open five days a week yeah. from ten until four so we have plenty of space and time so at the moment we've about 35 good but the place is well capable of catering for twice or three times that yes. you know we, we really are very very much at the early stages Jerry, mm. you know and we're often kicking again after the, this covid business yeah. I, I laugh when i i read it, the little spiel i have on you here the most important thing you say is the tea drinking and the chatting oh 100% i, I, I sent you a list of the different activities that we have but it's all, this is all about men interacting with men yes. and chatting with each other and talking about each other's issues and so on. And no matter what other activity comes along, uh, 
it's the tea break is, is, is the most important bit and the tea breaks uh, usually last maybe a half an hour and the other activities the, the, the reminiscing about olden times and the world put the rights and so on it's the most important activity I hear you have um, a, a big rock group in the making I mentioned Glastonbury starting today you, uh, you never yeah. know you never know yeah, yeah. and the rumour that they're being called the slain men geriatrics is not true Okay. The, uh, yeah, we, one of the one of the activities which surprises us is we've uh, a dozen men who perform, who get together on a Thursday night, yeah. and they 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 rehearse enthusiastically, yes. and uh, in more in recent times they've been in the uh, in the village inn, and just last week I went down and joined up at another group down in uh, in Abbey Leaks, Lovely. and a good time was so they're on the road now. <laughs> yes, well look at I'm just thinking uh, Glastonbury might be a, a, a stage too far, but Henry's there beside you, and the castle, and there's a gig coming up there next year. You might just get on the bill somewhere. Would be a supporting act. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. But look at there's a range, as you said. That you know, you talk about the metalwork, the woodwork shop, and that as well. But you're the, the sport there as well. You play pool. There's bowls, table yeah. tennis. If you're into that type of thing, yeah, I, I think the most important part is the the recreational activities. So we've a good big recreation room with with pool table and balls ta- indoor balls and table tennis and stuff like that. And again, particularly during the winter, we've a lovely. Uh, a solid stove, you know, and lads sit around drinking tea and chatting and all that. So the, the recreation area is the most important. The rest is really just supporting act, you know. And for, for uh, men of an age listening to us today who uh, fall within the area of Slane and District and all the parishes there, and they might be thinking, oh, I find it tough to make the first step, you know, to actually just yeah. go there. I know nobody. What do you say to that type of person? Yeah, I, I think this is really my main reason for liking to talk to you today is the first of all is to let people know that we're here that it's a friendly hours space with a range of activities or none it's somewhere if you have a bit of time in your hands get up and ramble down to us or even give one of us a call and I think very importantly is if you're a spouse or a relative or a neighbour that you talk to the relevant person and kind of encourage them to come along or actually more equally importantly bring them along mm. uh, that's how we've actually got quite a lot of other pe- a lot of people where spouses have actually brought men along or neighbours have brought people yes. along or if we know of somebody then kind of we'll go along and chat to them because you're dead right oh, oh, men but and particularly older men are quite shy and yeah. reluctant to kind of get involved in this sort of stuff yeah and it's important to say today you'll be welcomed with open arms there's no pressure do what you want drink the cup of tea and decide from there I see you do healthy cooking wellness computer training my god this is a shed to be reckoned with I did mention earlier I believe it's a cornucopia I had that word I wasn't just to mention one particular one that you wouldn't expect and that is the wellness and well-being we get enormous support from the LMETB and they they support by five courses but one of them which has surprised us is uh, wellness and well-being and it's run by a lady called Mary O'Brien she comes in and spends two hours with us on a Monday and it's really physical well-being but much more mental well-being and the stuff she goes through with us and helps us to shape our minds is really very helpful yeah, very important to mention. Pat, I'm going to leave it there for today. You've been fantastic. It's in the Slane Industrial Estate. Uh, Slane Men's Shed at gmail.com is the email address. Do you want to give out your number? 87 that's my own number lovely and we have that I encourage you to drop down five days a week yeah five days a week from 10 to 4 087 it's been great chatting to you wish you well thanks very much Jerry. not at all take care of yourself bye bye that's Pat Doyle there founding member and secretary of Slane and District Men's Shed rounding off late lunch this Wednesday afternoon Thursday the McCoys formerly of Moorhall Lodge, are back with a new business they're talking to me tomorrow. The teen disco that's always a sellout. Why? Swimming for All. Ashley McKeever from Swim Ireland is with me. Burke's banter. I love it. And I'm back on the Yellow Sub 2 and more besides. Thursday, 1.30. It's a date. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Have a lovely evening and we'll see you tomorrow.
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal, Drogheda to Dorkin Cavan. Discover the all-new Opal Mocha, featuring Opal's iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal Pure Panel, and a choice of petrol, diesel, or fully electric. The new Opal Mocha is less normal, more Mocha. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.